Welcome to this week's episode of my podcast, Stop, Drop, and Laugh. I've decided to think I'm just going to review the events of the week with you. Again, keep it down to 15 minutes the best I can. Most of you that are on Facebook and have seen my week, you know it was hell. Started out pretty good. My grandson, Ryan, who is 11, forgive me, Ryan, if I've got that wrong, in... I think it's football conditioning camp. I'm not sure. Anyways, so it takes two hours a night to get him there to sit in your vehicle in this god-awful heat. It can take up quite a bit of time at night. I get done work at five. I run over. Jordan will usually grab him and take him to his practice in Kearneysville. And it is a crazy location. I took him Thursday and almost hit two deer. I'm serious. I said to Ryan, did you just see that? He also said to me, I'm in my son James's Jeep. Nana, you need to slow down on this hill because Omar's mom hit the hill and they flew. I said, oh, come on. No, I got to the hill. I can see why they flew. So I went slowly over it. He said, Nana, you got to be careful for the second one too. What second one? When they say the rolling hills of West Virginia... They're not kidding. You got to be really careful on that road. I can see how you can get airborne. So I get Ryan there and I'm telling you, it's like 95 degrees. It is so hot. I don't know how these kids are doing it. I was thinking maybe it's just me. I don't know. I'm a rather big girl and I don't do well in heat. So I decided to sit in the vehicle and not talk to anybody. I had a long day. While I'm sitting there, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm kind of dizzy. What the heck? I move my head and I get these little brain zaps. It all started coming back to me. I got sick to my stomach because I was uncomfortable uh, the thought of driving back home with Ryan. But I thought, okay, let me sit here for two hours to see if I feel better. No, I actually felt worse. And then I remember that about three weeks ago, I started tapering off a drug called Cymbalta, which was prescribed 10 years ago for depression. But through the years, they found out that it's a really good drug for pain. But I really don't need it anymore. I found this amazing psychiatrist, which I'm not afraid to say I go to, had to go last year in November. I was so stressed about everything in the world that was going on, Dawn, stay away from politics, that I decided I needed to get some help. I was going to break. A lot of stress at work, a lot of stress with my parents, my daughter, my son. Just a lot going on. I didn't like this guy at first. I could tell he was a liberal and I thought uh, there's no way I'm gonna get along with this guy the first thing he says to me are you vaccinated and I sat there proudly looking right at him of course with my mask on and I said no well he kind of jumped in his chair and goes wow I shouldn't be around you and I thought oh here we go I let it go well after your first visit you, you do like these phone consultations with him I thought to myself this is not going to last so he uh proceeded to talk with me every Friday and I was determined not to tell him anything. I was determined just to talk to him and just that was it. I don't know what I thought I was going to accomplish. What a knucklehead. It took about six months and one day he said to me as I had interrupted him, I think for probably the third time, anybody who's been in a meeting with me that works, I don't want to say where I work. My friends know where I work. Okay. And when I get into a meeting, it's a three ring circus because I have got to always get my point in and I'll interrupt anybody to get my point in. And I had interrupted him about the third time. And he says to me, has anyone ever diagnosed you with ADHD? And I sat there and I thought for a minute and I just started crying. And I said, no, actually. 
but I really seriously think that is a problem I have. So this amazing doctor who you will never know his name, I'm going to protect his identity because I don't want anyone else going to him. I don't want anything to happen to him because that's how much I covet him. It's like, don't get sick. <laughs> don't get sick. So anyhow, he put me on a medication and he says, let's just try this and see where we go with it. He's just totally amazing. He knows what he's doing. He put me on this medication. The first day I took it, my life changed. And I'm going to try not to get weepy because I'm very weepy these days. It changed every aspect of my life. At 62, I had never read a book all the way through and comprehended it. I did read Gifted Hands by Ben Carson. I don't know how much of it I comprehended and I think I was 30. I was now reading everything I could get my hands on. My work is more focused at work. When I type up an email to send it out, I pause and take the time to reread it to make sure it makes sense to me. Sometimes I have to read it third, three times. I just feel so amazing, but yet frustrated with primary care doctors diagnosing mental health. So my advice to you, don't be afraid to ask for help. My biggest hang up I think was because I worked at Griffiths Air Force Base in Rome, New York, and I worked for the mental health department. I typed up the psych evaluations and the notes from group because back in those days, we didn't have a computer, we had a typewriter. I saw a lot and I heard a lot. So I already had a preconceived notion of what I thought of mental health, but don't ever let that stop you from getting help. I know for some people it taboo. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to a psychiatrist. You know what? That's your loss because that's their expertise. And this is the first doctor who has diagnosed me accurately. And I am proud to say not only did it go off Cymbalta, my doctor and I have a game plan to come off Ambien that I been on oh my gosh maybe that's been 20 years so he helps me each week to get a handle on my mental health to get as much sleep as I can and to be as healthy as I can at 62 just to let you know since I started taking this medication I'm not running to the doctor for every ache and pain I did have a problem with my knee and I went and saw this very good looking doctor at my friend Nicole's doctor's office. He looked at me. He could tell I was a no shit patient. I don't, I want, don't give me bullshit. Okay. And he said, okay, here's the point. Let me get to it. Here's your knee. What's missing? You have no cartilage. I think this is what he said. And he said, we can give you a shot, give you a leg brace. I just want the leg brace actually. Give you a shot, leg brace and physical therapy. Okay. Or you can just deal with it, but eventually you're going to need knee replacement. I said, okay, okay, I'll take the shot. I'll take the physical therapy and I'll take the knee brace. At first I was a little skeptical about that shot, especially when I looked over and saw the size of the needle. But let me tell you something right now. I don't know what this guy did. I'm not kidding you. He took that needle and he put it in my knee. And I'm going to tell you right now. I felt nothing but pressure. It felt phenomenal. I went to Jordan's house that night and I was outside playing basketball with Taylor. I was having a blast. Oh, by the way, I have a bum back too right now because I'm trying to lose weight, which we'll talk about that later. Jordan yells out through the ring doorbell. Mom, what are you trying to do? Yeah, I hurt your back. I'm like, oh, okay. Then a few minutes later, I get a phone call from my friend Nicole who says, Don, 
They put lidocaine in that shot. You're going to feel good, but you can't overdo it. I thought, "Uh uh-oh, okay. I'm not going to tell her I was playing basketball with Taylor, which in itself was a sight to see. Trust me, when you're this big, I can't believe I want to tell you this, and you move too quick, my stomach is rather big, and when it hits my thighs, it sounds like a clap of thunder. Ryan laughs about it. I'm laughing about it now, but I know not to move too fast because I don't want the kids to think there's a thunderstorm coming in. Anyways, where in the heck was I going with this? So my week ended trying to come off of Cymbalta. My fabulous doctor, who I'm not going to share with you, said, let's put you on some Prozac to help you with your symptoms. And I was kind of like, ah, ah, ah. I took his advice. I immediately took a Prozac Friday night and it it felt, I felt better. Saturday, I felt like crap because I really didn't sleep well. Friday night, I was having the weirdest dreams. And then I got through Saturday morning, now this is my second Prozac, and I really started to feel better. I was shocked at how fast that worked. And then today I got up, I felt really good. I went over to see my mom. I actually waited for Ray to get up. I waited for Ray to get up to come with me. And Ray and I took my mom grocery shopping. Had a fantastic day. Only problem we had, and I hope my brothers and sisters are not listening to this recording. The only problem we had was they have these chairs at Walmart that are called Carolina chairs. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but... I will only go to my mom's Walmart because they have these chairs and the chair is actually for handicapped people, but it works really well with my mom because she sits in it and she's facing me and it's so easy to push 10 times better than a wheelchair. We have tried letting her drive one of those store scooters and she number one drives down the aisle like she owns the store. Number two, she'll run into the back of us if we're in front of her. Number three, each chair is different. So we used to take her up to the food line in Falling Waters, and those chairs were really, really super nice. I would take her to Weese's over here on her side of town. The store was really big. Mom loved it. And then it was reported to me by a family member that she was taking out the shelves in the middle of the aisle with the wheelchair, and I decided with a scooter, I decided, well, it's probably time to do something different. I was going to take her in her wheelchair. I actually saw this Carolina chair at Walmart and every Sunday, it's like they know we're coming and it's parked right out front for mom. So we get mom inside, sit her down. She gets in there, we go shopping. And our biggest thing is we're not going to spend a lot of money this week. Every time we go into that grocery store before we even get through the second part we're not going to spend a lot of money both of us came out of there spending 120 on groceries today she went around and we just see stuff that looks really good and we negotiate what we're going to make and I don't know for her but for me I buy stuff and I don't make it because it's so hot and again I'm trying to eat healthy I'm going to tell you when I started this journey last year, yes, I was 268 pounds. I know, I know, hard to believe.
The only time I believe it is when I walk in front of a store window and I see this huge woman. I'm like, ah, oh, that's me. I am now down to 228 and I sobbed because this is hard to talk about. When you have battled weight your entire life and you have bought into the uh, notion that you need to be a size two or a three or a seven or an eight or a 10, whatever, Lord, I just like a 12. You really put yourself through a lot emotionally and physically to achieve that goal. And now my goal is just to feel good. That's all I want now. I just want to feel good. I want to be healthy finally. And I want to be in the present. I want to be the best person I can be. Some days are worse than others. I got challenged. There was it this week. I can't remember. Jordan reminded me of this today. By the way, Jordan is my only daughter. And all I can say to describe her is that growing up, she had no girlfriends. All her friends were boys because girls typically are not very nice. Anyways, Jordan said, hey, mom, remember that story you told me about the four-way stop? And I thought, oh, yeah, that would be good. So she says, mom, share your episode this week about what happened. I'm really trying to get over this judgmental part of me where I see something and I think something and it's horrible. And I got humbled Wednesday. I still can't talk about it because it makes me so upset to talk about how fortunate I am after witnessing somebody with absolutely nothing and how blessed I am. But I gotta, I'll talk about it later. I'm still trying to process it all. Anyhow. I come up to this four-way stop because the light's out. And I'm thinking to myself, where do these people get their driver's license? Don't they know on the test it says when the light's out, it turns into a four-way stop. So I'm watching each car and I'm trying to time mine just right. And I'm like, okay, they go, you go, they go, you go, they go, you go. Gets to be my turn. No, the car in front of me goes. And I'm like, oh, hell no. And I just shot through right with that person i laughed so hard i go look i was everything i did everything i just judged this whole light for and as i'm going up the hill i'm like isn't that just poetic justice when you judge somebody only to turn around and do exactly what you were criticizing them for what a week is there anything else eh. I've just about cleaned everything I can clean in this house. I set up my office. I took down the ancient TV that was in my room, a 32 inch LG. I have figured out how to hook it up here in my office. The only problem is I need a mouse because once I close the lid on my laptop, I can't do anything on the screen. So that's another device I'm gonna buy for this in for this adventure into podcast. I think I have invested maybe $300. The software was the most expensive. I had to get this microphone. Now I need a mouse. What else? I think it's pretty, oh, I have a website. I already had the URL. Anybody who wants to build a website, Wix, W-I-X is the best web hosting 
service I've ever seen. Uh, their services are very gooey. And when I say gooey, gooey means it's really user friendly. So if you don't even know how to code in HTML or how to build websites, it's very intuitive, very easy to manage your graphics in there. No, they're not my sponsor and they probably don't even know who I am except for when I don't pay my bill. Okay, I'm going over my allotted time, which I like to keep it to 15 minutes. I don't want to bore people. I don't want to drive you off. One last thing. My son James came outside tonight or today when I was out back working in the pool that I seem to be fostering. Yes, I'm fostering a pool. It was put up in my yard and I'm the one taking care of it, yet I don't swim in it. And he yells out the back door, I had a great life. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because in my mind, no one's listening to these podcasts. And he goes, I wasn't raised by gypsies. And I said, James, your sister makes me feel like you guys were raised by gypsies. He said, I had a great childhood mom. And with that, I'm going to sign off for this week. Thank you for listening to my podcast and putting up with me. I hope I made you laugh. If anything, maybe you feel sorry for me. I don't know. I'm very happy. So with that said, come back next week. I'll give you a week in review on my life. Thank you for taking the time to listen today.